What a year. We are sitting down with Christina Najjar, AKA Tinks, exactly one year from when we did from last season. You might remember her from cozying up season one. And in this one crazy year, she has blown up as one of TikTok's number one content creators. Um, we sit down and she really tells us how she has found her authentic, true self and how that has led to her amazing success. I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, we are sitting down with Christina Najjar, aka Tinks. She is coming back. We literally sat together exactly one year ago, and a year ago today, you were a fashion and wellness journalist reporting on like celebrities, and now you are one of the most recognizable TikTok content creator. It's been a crazy year. It has been such a crazy year. So, I mean, so much has changed since we last saw you. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you, your journey in this past year, like how did this happen? Yeah, it's been a really crazy year, obviously for everybody. The world's changed a lot, but for me personally, I, I mean, lockdown hit and I was depressed. I was talking to the walls. I was talking to my <laughs> Amazon Alexa. Um, no one was really wanting articles. A lot of the clients that I consulted for were going out of business and I was kind of at the end of my rope. And for me, whenever I get sad or, you know, whenever the thing that brings me the most joy in life is creating. Um, specifically creating to make people laugh or entertain them. And I was finding TikTok so fun and enjoyable as a consumer that I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to, I'm going to just see, just start being myself on TikTok and see how it goes. Um, And, you know, now when I think about it, I kind of view TikTok as like mini journalism. It's Mm -hmm. you have one minute to get a point across or you have one minute to make people laugh. So it, you know, I approach it in a similar way, um, to how I used to write articles and how I still write articles. You know, I'm like, how, what do people want to read? What do they want to know? How can I make them laugh? Um, and it just sort of snowballed from there in the best way possible. And now I'm I'm creating content full time, which has honestly been a lifelong dream. So I feel really lucky um, despite it being a pretty shit year for, for everybody in the world. Yeah. I mean, as like a young child, like what did you want to be when you were like – aspiring when you grow up and what would you like tell your younger self now? (laughs) I always loved writing. I was always reading and writing and telling stories and making up characters. And um, I I just, I always was doing something in my room creative. And, and the, I mean, the one thing that I would tell myself is stop worrying. I was thinking about this on the way over, you know, I'm, I'm 30 now and I just I think so much of our culture is about being successful so young and like if you don't make it by 24 your life is over and whatever I would say you know trust the process and stop worrying so much because you know it's it really does work out if you just keep working hard and being nice to people and it's okay if you don't find your passion like right out of school yeah and I think that, you know, content creating came like so naturally to you, like even before TikTok, I remember watching your Instagram stories and literally like laughing out loud. And I I think like influencers traditionally were always so like manufactured and kind of like really trying to put this p- picture perfect, like 
facade forward. Mm. And I think you're a really great demonstration of how like authenticity um, really draws people in. What do you think about, you know, this next generation of like influencer? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because I didn't, I didn't move to LA to become famous. And I, and so in a way I did it from kind of a, a bottoms up uh, route versus a top down. And I literally started creating content when I was at the lowest point, like depressed in lockdown, wearing sweatpants. And, <laughs> but that's what resonated with people actually. And I think that, you know, even before COVID, even before the lockdown, I think you're absolutely right. I think people people are getting a little bit tired of the overly manufactured, super perfect. I mean, that's like, it's fun to look at for a while and then it just kind of makes you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel like there is a new wave of content creators, influencers, bloggers who are a lot more real and make people feel like less weird. That's that's one of the main filters with the videos I put out and and the Instagram stories I put out. I'm like, am I making people laugh? Am I making them people people feel less alone and less weird or am I giving them a really good recommendation or something that I love those are kind of the filters that I am like if it's not one of these things then what am I even saying so yeah yeah. and I think people are like so drawn I mean I found myself the other day literally drinking out of that um cup wearing slippers and those like (laughs) leggings and I was like what happened to me like I'm not even easily influenced to buy things but I think it's because you can tell that those are things like that you actually yeah. use yourself and it's not something that you're like paid to promote, which most influencers are doing. Yeah. I think also like because I didn't set out to do this, I've been really honest with all my followers from day one and I will continue to be where I'm explaining to them like, okay, guys, if I say that I like something, first first and foremost, I'll always be honest. Mm-hmm. If I'm being paid for something, I scream it. I'm like, I'm being paid for this, so just telling you. Uh, but I've been actually really lucky to work with brands that I love. So that's the first thing. The second thing is if I love something and I've always been this way, I want people to know. Mm-hmm. I will shout it from the rooftops. Like <laughs> in college, everybody used to joke and be like, oh, you're the brand ambassador of this. You're the brand ambassador of that. Because if I love something – I literally will not shut the fuck up about it. So I think that that has just been a really nice, um, it's been a really nice way for me to connect with people. And if I love something, I want everybody else to have it and love it too. So it's been fun. What has been um, something that you've like learned over the past year from this whole experience? Gosh, so much. Um, I don't know. So much of what I've learned sounds really cheesy that's fine. But um, <laughs> honestly, be, being myself um, and just accepting who I am is has been the most instrumental um, factor in my recent career change and moderate success. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's, I'm not saying I've done anything crazy, but it was when I stopped trying to be someone I thought I should be. Um, and when I stopped trying to change myself, um, that, that everything kind of fell into place. And that's, it's such annoying advice to give or whatever, because it's like, how do you really do that? But it takes time and it takes working on yourself and sitting with yourself and being and loving yourself again, so cheesy, but that was really the big thing that I learned. Like, okay, uh, people like me for me. They don't like me 10 pounds thinner. They don't like me if I'm trying to be this or that they like me when I'm being myself. So again, going back to the, what I would tell myself when I was younger, I would say, 
strip everything away and just, you know, what are you most comfortable doing? What are you most happy doing? Lean into those things. I think like for a lot of people, it takes a lot of courage to put themselves out there Mm -hmm. as their most authentic self. Um, You know, even if people want to like present um, who they truly are, they're scared of like judgment or ridicule, Mm -hmm. especially like on these social um, media profiles like TikTok, like people can be cruel in the comments, you know. So, I mean, what what do you say to, you know, people who are a little bit scared of judgment? I'd say listen, you can be the juiciest, ripest peach and there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. And I'm totally still working on that. I mean, I have had times where I've been so upset by comments and judgment. I mean, just over before Christmas, I had a really mean comment that like undid me for a couple of days. I was just like crying. And but for me, the way that I deal with that is like I share it with my followers and I'm like, guys, I'm so upset this happened. And and that's like nice to be have that level of honesty with them. But yeah, there's always going to be, be people who judge you, but you've got to shoot your shot. You have to play to win. Um, and I think like the amazing community you've built is probably outweighs like the troll or two. Yeah. And, and if I can lead by example and if I can get through you know, whatever wobbly I'm having and then tell people how I did it, then that's helping. And that's like what I aim to do and what I want to do. So, um, yeah, there, there's always going to be, but the, the other thing is though, when people judge you or when people take the time out of their day to write a mean comment, it's again, cliche, you have to know that they're hurting. You yeah. have to know that they're going through something and they're like, And then 99% of the time, in fact, 100% of the time, you click on their profile, the person who's judging you or saying something mean, and they're like a total troll. They have nothing out there. And one thing that I say to people when they ask like, oh, you know, I want to make content, but I'm scared. I'm like, the people who judge you are not putting out content. You will never find a content creator who is happy and and in in their power, like putting another content creator down ever. Because it's always the people who are trolls sitting in their mom's basement, too afraid to do, to put anything out themselves, who write the mean comment and judge you. Yeah, it's cliche, but they say like hurt people, hurt people. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. You, all the other content creators on the apps, big or small, are like, yes, you go, like supporting you. Like those are the people. Like creative people support creative people. That's just how it goes. And they also understand like what goes into creating the content. So yeah, that's. A good I mean, point. what. Do you find yourself like constantly like stressing? Like, how do you prepare? I mean, in particular, I love like your rich mom segment. And I I was sitting on the couch, like watching it yesterday, laughing out loud. The Miami one, I'm from Miami. I was like, how does she know all of these details? Like, do you research this? Like, how do you, how is it always so good? So for (laughs) some of them, I will ask friends like where, you know, what's the cool coffee shop there or whatever. But I... I love it. Another cliche. I'm just serving cliches today. But (laughs) they said, you know, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And now that I'm doing content creation, I truly don't feel like I'm working. I love it so much. Um, I I feel I don't get stressed at all. I absolutely love it. I mean, sometimes my friends want to kill me because I'm like, wait, I have to film this and I have to film (laughs) that and I have to do that. But um, I love it. I'm obsessed. And, you know, one thing that I do that's really helpful if you're trying to get into content creation or if you're a writer, um, I wake up and I free write. And most of the time, the thing that I'll free write in the morning is a rich mom profile. <laughs> I just wake up and I'm like, oh, you know, like these characters just come to my head and I'm just like, you know, whatever. But um, that's kind of 
just the way my brain has always worked. I've always thought of like, you know, characters and memes. I think last year when when we did this podcast, I was creating a lot of custom memes for people. That's just the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. So um, I no, it doesn't stress me out at all. I, I love it. But I am always creating like, you know, and people think they see the end product and they're like, oh, like a cute little one minute TikTok video. And I'm like, no, that took me like four <laughs> hours to make. Like you don't understand. I mean, just I've like tried to do like two vlogs and it takes so long to mm. like talk over him. Like I can't do this. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of narrative you have to kind of think about. You you kind of always have to be living in the present, but also the future and thinking like, how is this tying in? Like, what do, what do they care about? Like, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about my followers. Like, what do they want to see? Like, what do they care about? Like, what did they ask me for? Like, what do they want more of? What do they want less of? So that's kind of how I, I think of things. And and now I, I do start to think about my life in TikToks. I was saying on Instagram, <laughs> like yesterday, I was saying, you know, I haven't been home to England in, you know, 14 months. And I was thinking about the TikTok I'm going to make when I go home. And it's going to be such a good TikTok. Emotional, <laughs> a tearjerker. But I, I am really excited for that. Um, when do you think you're going to go home next? You know, I pray. I pray soon um, when everybody gets vaccinated. So, yeah. You know, my parents are over there. So I really can't wait to see them, and I just can't wait to be home again. So hopefully, you know, I'm hoping this summer. That's what I'm feeling. So yeah. We'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. With all these great things happening, it'd be nice to, like, share them with the people that you are. For sure. For sure. I mean, they think it's, like, they're obviously so proud of me, and it, it would just be nice to see them and talk about it in person. So. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. think TikTok um, without this specific platform that you would have been able to create the content and kind of blow up the way that you did? What do you think is unique about this particular platform? I, I, I owe everything to TikTok. I think it's an amazing platform. I think it's one of the most inclusive, supportive platforms out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many sub communities that are just absolutely incredible. Um, no, I definitely wouldn't have been able to blow up because I never considered putting my face out there. Like I was always a content creator. I was always writing. I was always consulting on other people's content, but I never thought I should do it myself. So I owe everything to TikTok. I am grateful for it every day. Um, and but, I, you know, that being said, I now am able to create content in other forums and I have big hopes and dreams that are off TikTok, but it will always be like my baby and my sweetheart. I, I love it. It gave me everything and it's the most fun app. I mean, it's actually the most addictive thing. Yeah, it's, it's so addictive. <laughs> and it's so easy to use. You know, there's such a low barrier to entry. Um, it's a great place to start if you want to try vlogging or if you want to try, you know, reviews or something like that. It's just, it's so easy. And I think um, unlike like Instagram or other platforms there's like a lot of pay to play like on tiktok you can just create content and people will see it if it's good and that doesn't really happen on other platforms anymore completely i mean i think like if you are new content creator or if you want to like start creating content there's a it's very daunting to go into instagram i mean there's everybody has like 10 million followers and everything's perfect and edited 
TikTok, if you create, I always say this to people, if you have something funny and you put it out there, whether it's your first TikTok or your 79th, you have the, you have an equal shot of getting on the For You page and blowing up. And, and that is what's so incredible. Yes, there are, you know, amazing popular creators now, of course, but if your video is funny. It's not too late. It's not, you know, there, there's no, there's no. And what I like about it is it's less profile centric and it's more content centric. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, it's like, what does your grid look like? Like, you know, how many followers do you have? What's your ratio of followers to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> TikTok is like the video is in front of you. Do you find it funny or do you not find it funny? And that's all. You have you have like 60 seconds to win people over, which is really egalitarian when you think about it. Yeah, I love that. And even when I like will post a TikTok, I feel like a lot less pressure than on Instagram, it's like, what was my last post going to totally. look next? A good look yeah, <laughs> this exactly. one. Um, can you name a time or an instance where like someone didn't believe in you or you faced some rejection? And, you know, what did you learn from that? Oh, my God. So many people. I mean, I, I have been rejected from so many jobs and just been so bad at so many jobs that, I, I mean <laughs> – I just did a series of TikToks really charting my my path and I sometimes I, I had forgotten how many twists and turns my 20s have had career wise mm-hmm. but there were so many jobs that I was just so bad at and and people were like I don't think you're going to you know amount to anything or this is not the right thing for you and that can be so demoralizing because you started in fashion industry right? I started in fashion industry I started it at um at Gap Inc. And I was awful at that job. And I was there for three years, just like being shit at my job and having people be like, you did that wrong again. You did that wrong again. And, you know, you just have to keep going and and not give up and try something different. Um, God, when I was living in New York, I had a tough time sometimes getting I remember there was weeks at a time where I'd pitch and I would get no articles or yeah. people would say, this isn't funny. And now I I go back to those old pitches and I turn them into TikToks. Mm-hmm. Really seriously, I mean that. And that's, and that, and that everything's comes back around and brands that I used to pitch or want to work with are now coming to me to work with me. And that's not to say, haha, now I'm the powerful one at all. It's just like, if it's full circle, everything comes full circle, be be nice to people and work hard and just focus on yourself. It, you know, if, if someone's rejecting you, redirection is uh, – or re, what is it? Rejection is redirection. Mm. It truly is. Like you can't think, oh, I'm bad. I'm bad at everything. Like you just think this is not the right thing for me and you just keep going. Yeah, and you learn from your rejection. I think it's weird. Over this past year too and now that I'm ter- – I'm turning 30 next week. I'm like, oh, I'm so like old and wise and I can reflect back yeah. on, you know, my 20s. And I actually do feel like I, I've i learned a lot and I live in like these cliches too where it's like all about like focusing, being a good person yeah. mm-hmm. and manifesting, which I'm into. <laughs> totally. I do feel everyone was like, ooh, were you scared to turn 30? I will be honest, I feel like my life began at 30. Like not that I didn't have super valuable and fun experiences before, but I, I think as women especially, we can spend a lot of our 20s hating ourselves mm-hmm. or being unsure of ourselves or having imposter syndrome. And not like the day of my 30th birthday, but the whole like last year, everything fell into place for me. So, you know, I do feel older and wiser. I do feel in a good position to give advice. Um, 
and because I'm finally like settled in myself and now Mm -hmm. I'm like okay now I'm rolling up my sleeves and I'm gonna build because now I know who I am yeah that's awesome so on that note what do you see for the future like what are your dreams and aspirations I have so many I I want to keep creating content um on every platform and scale it. I would love to do more hosting and presenting. That's something that I'm kind of getting into a little bit. And I oh, you'd be so good love. at that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I see a book or two in my future, and I see like a television series in your future. I hope so. <laughs> we've got a lot of we've got a lot of fun stuff in the pipeline. So this year is um, hopefully going to be really really exciting. So I I can't wait. But first and foremost, what makes me happy is content is creation, and and that's like how I know I'm doing the right thing is that I always used to think, oh, I want to be super rich and I want to be famous. And don't get me wrong. I want to be rich and famous, but I want to be rich moms. We want to be a rich mom. (laughs) Exactly. But now I'm like that kind of stuff fades to the background. What's important to me is a comment saying this made me laugh out loud or like a DM saying you made me feel way less weird today because of what you said or, oh, you motivated me to do this or wow, I got the cup and I literally haven't put it down, which I get that DM 10 times a day and it does not get old. Yeah. So um, being close to my followers and continuing to like surprise and delight them, that's what I care about the most. I mean, from a personal perspective, like when we were in lockdown and quarantine, I remember messaging you. I was like, oh my God, your TikToks are literally getting me through whatever shitty day I'm having. Like they were amazing. And I think that's probably why people like, resonate with you and follow you and you build such an amazing community thank you that's so kind and that's definitely what I do it for I mean I I I every nice comment or dm is just so motivating to me and um it's that's what I do it for that's like the best feeling in the world so it's nice to hear thank you of course well I want to play a fun little Mm -hmm. game with the diamonds so we have three diamond rings out here. All some of our most popular like styles and shapes. I can shapes. see why. I mean, um, I haven't I mean, taken this one off the whole time. We're she's taking. been wearing the five carat cushion the whole interview. <laughs> it feels really nice. It feels rich mom vibes all the way. It looks very good on you. Should I say which rich mom? Well, yeah, I'd love to know. You know, they're all very popular. They're all really um, beautiful. But, you know, the first article that I ever wrote and got picked up it was like by Vogue and it was like, which diamond shape reflects what personality? And I'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts on that. Okay. So this is, um, I think this suits someone named Tanks. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, this is like fun to me. Classic. It's classic, but fun. I like how simple it is. Um, it's sexy. I mean, I love how it looks on the finger. To me, this is like rich Tribeca mom, maybe like a rich Malibu mom. She's cool. She's fun. She has a good time. Um, but, you know, has family family values as well. <laughs> so that's that one. So that was the five carat cushion cut in the super skinny yellow gold band with Hidden Halo. This one, I feel like this is Upper East Side rich mom. Perhaps Palisades Rich Mom, if you need an L.A. Um, counterpart. <laughs> she uh, she drives a BMW. Um, she's into horse riding also. Loves a cold Sancerre on a summer's day. That's the four-carat oval in the Pave band. And this one's the five-carat emerald cut with tapered baguettes. Gosh, this one... 
I don't know. I feel like she is kind of hip and cool West Village rich mom, perhaps Silver Lake rich mom. You know, she's low key, but like obviously super fabulous. She wears this gobsmacked ring with like those fuzzy Birkenstock slides (laughs) and an oversized sweater drinking her matcha latte oat milk of course (laughs) so beautiful perfect (laughs) oh my god that was awesome thank you thank you but you you're more the Tribeca rich mom that's my one yeah Yeah. (laughs) what's like one fun skill that you have picked up during COVID that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life I mean TikTok (laughs) TikTok editing TikToks has really become my my pastime my pastime yeah perfect well thank you so much for coming on this was so fun to catch up a year later so So much has changed and i know just wishing you the best for the future thank you so much big things thank you thank you thanks for tuning in guys i hope you loved Tinks's story. You can follow her at Tinks on TikTok and It's Me Tinks on Instagram. And of course, follow us for all your diamond sparkle jewelry needs at The Clear Cut. Also, guys, I'm just like so curious. Comment below, what rich mom are you? I, I don't know which one I am. I aspire to be the West Village rich mom, but I really think that I'm more like Upper West Side. <laughs>